Have you ever ever, ever felt, felt like this? this? Have, have strange things happen when you're going around the twist? <laughs> have you ever 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 felt like this? Have strange things happen when you're going around the twist? And then I think there is, is some it? complicated bits where goes there's like, more, there's wait, one mate gives examples of strange things that could happen, and a real strange thing that would could happen is a professional podcast. This is that podcast. It's the Russell Brand and Matt Morgan and Mr G podcast. Of course, that's not his official name, just the Russell Brand podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. But while we're here, just to keep up morale and spirits for these poor saps I work with, let's put their names in the title. Little touches like that make the world of difference. These are the kind of leadership techniques I've been learning from Genghis Khan podcast, what I've been listening to lately. What? I've been listening to a Genghis Khan podcast. Genghis, isn't it? Ah, see? You fell at the first hurdle. Genghis. That's one of the things I've learned. Dan Carlin, a bloke who does a bloody good podcast on Genghis Khan, the Wrath of Khan. You learn all about Genghis uh, Khan. Apparently, no, apparently, isn't it like um, there's one in 10 people have got Genghis Khan DNA? One in 13 people, 13. to be specific, oh, yeah. have a Genghis Khan's DNA in them because he really? did so yeah. much as your father. Yeah. They were good, these Mongols, mate. Moguls. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Mongols. 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 They were. Yeah, they really, because they lived at, what is it called? The shelf or something. Like that. That's uh, like the area between China the and the Ukraine. Yeah. yeah they really Grassy it. plains. They were, I think they were barren plains, a lot of these plains. They just lived as uh, horse noblemen, but they, they grew up with their horse. Whatever horse it was they was in charge of, like that horse, they have it since they're a little kid, and then they have some backup horses. But they ride horses from when they're like three years age and, uh, of age, and like it says that the level of expertise they have, you have to imagine like a trick circus rider. But then on right. top of that, they're expert horse archers. That was the technique that they had for a thousand years. Equine excellence was what led to military dominance, and yeah. like they they were the masters of it. Apparently, when they they could shoot a bird in flight while in horseback, and it was based on like they would shoot at the exact moment in a horse's gallop pattern when all four hooves were off the ground. That's when they would shoot. What? So cool. You're just ripping off someone else's podcast here. <laughs> yeah. Taking all the good bits and stuck it in ours. <laughs> anyway, there you go. <laughs> now it's time for Phil Neville's Football <laughs> Roundup. <laughs> and uh, Monkey Cage. How does he know it's pronounced Genghis and not Genghis then if he's... Mm. There's no evidence. Is there's there? no evidence. No one knows when he died. They, they know very little about his. But apparently, when he was born, he was born clutching a blood clot the size of a knuckle bone. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? Well, anyway, Genghis Khan. He's the sort of guy that would have put your name in the. T- he probably wouldn't have put your name in the title of his podcast. He was a vicious man. Was he? Well, well that's why everyone. the DNA's been spread around so much. I imagine that was a lot of rape going on. I mean, I can't. They can't all have been consensual liaisons. So. No. Like, Genghis Khan may have been a great military strategist, but when it comes to dating, he's got a lot to learn, a hell of a lot to learn. And haven't we all got a lot to learn? And learn it we shall over the course of this podcast. Why don't you uh, play a sting to establish that this isn't someone else's podcast? Telephone neighbours. Oh, terrible. Telephone neighbours. Plagiarised. Telephone neighbours. Is that your voice? Yep. <laughs> so abrupt the ending <laughs> really good that's uh, of course a reference to Matt's name Telephone Neighbours a, a game that he stole from the people of Belgium who suffered enough under the Nazis and now they have this indignity suffering under Matt Morgan if it's a real game you're interested in why not listen to this email off of me by Kez hello Matt Russ and G I can confirm that I once had a real life ding dong knocking at your door experience. I'm from the mean streets of South London. See, this game reaches out to the people. Your game, Telephone Home, is much more bourgeois. Whereas my game, to, uh, Who's That Knocking at Your Door? It's really took off among Yeah, but gangsters. mine has no geographical boundaries. 
Ooh, it binds people through space, cyberspace. Yours? Oh, I'm from South London. I met a postman once who looked like Ian Wright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fascinated. Not look like Ian Wright. Was Ian Wright, right. but because he was dressed as a postman, he was tricked. And once while struggling to get my bike on the back of a car, a special little lady toddled over to me and asked if I needed any help, continues Kez. It was Dot freaking Cotton, a.k.a. June Brown. I didn't recognise her at first. Turns out she's a lot more hardy and less breathy in real life. I recognised her straight away, and it turns out she lives up the road. Much love. So I don't know. That's not... Matt, have you switched off both emotionally and spiritually? No, I'm reading from it. From my item, Ding Dong, who's I'm reading the door? email, just thinking, you know, does June mm. Brown live in South London? Maybe, maybe not. Know. She could live in Clapham, couldn't she? Somewhere like that, with maybe. a nice green, somewhere yeah. to walk her dog. She's probably got dogs walk over there. You ever met her? Because you have obviously oh, yeah. oh, quite no. a lot of similarities. Like, yeah, I think I met her once. Oh, no. no. Her, Frankie no, Howard. Frankie Howard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kenneth Williams, a little bit of that in there. Yes. Matthew, like, we were just reminiscing, weren't we, you and I and G, that we won that award. Like the yeah, Sony we won gold. Sony Gold for That's entertainment the best radio in radio. Award. And we, we didn't even go that day. We didn't even know what it was at the time. We were idiots. Why didn't we pay attention? G, what was it like? G went and collected the award for us. Me and you, Matt, I don't know what we were doing. Just sat around twiddling. We were in America doing Yeah, you guys were yeah, in the States. Film. You were doing a film, weren't you? No, it was a big, yeah, real black plush event. And, um, I think maybe you know. we'll get another award. Yeah, we keep Fucking up the, the Genghis like... Khan content here. <laughs> See? Is there, a, is there podcast awards? I mean, they're not going to be as illustrious as the radio I want awards. an illustrious one. I mean, this is officially on XFM, so I think yeah, we're in... we could... Why don't we, we expand? Expand out. Make yeah. the show longer. Do what needs to be done. Awards, trophies. That's what drove Genghis Khan, and that's, mm. what, that's what drives me. <laughs> awards, glory, the glory of the Lord. Email from Chris. Hello, guys. I'm a Viking Mexican wrestler based in Bethnal Green, <laughs> wrestling for London's Lucha Britannia. The light of Britain, I suppose that means. I thought we'd like to know that my special move is a belly bounce. Give me a call. Wow. That is because belly bouncing. Matt, you could play the belly bounce jingle now. How do you um, be? A, how can you You're be a Viking Mexican podcast? Oh, no, and it's now confusing. it's time to belly bounce. Yes. Here we go. Belly bounce. Just freestyle right. over it. Belly bounce. Come on. Belly bounce. Right belly bounce. <laughs> Ling long wing. That was a real chance for me. So, well, belly bounce. Well, we'll we should call him. It's become an important piece of cultural architecture for our show. This man here, Chris, has sent his belly bounce information. But before we get into an interview situation, Matt. Let's, let's go in there knowing what we want. Like, if you're doing a jewel heist, like yeah. those jewel robbers that have recently robbed Hatton Gardens triumphantly. Mm, amazing, go, that. What did they do? They think loads of jewels, haven't they? They Well, do you know how they did it? No. They went down, they hid in an office, because it was the Easter weekend, so, like, people were off on the Friday. Clever. Hid Clever. in the office, drilled through a wall, went down the lift shaft, abseiled down the lift shaft, Brilliant. drilled through the side of the safe, nicked all the stuff, buggered off. I mean, you've got to, I love a jewel thief, don't you? Because there's no victims. Well, I, I heard that like a lot of the people that got stuff in those safe deposit boxes are stuff that they like antiques, yeah, or stuff they won't declare. Ah, Rob, you know? oh, really? Yeah, maybe from like past generations. These guys like are regular Robin Hoods yeah. of the modern era, are they? Well, unless they keep it for themselves. <laughs> if they used it to build a hospital, a children's hospital, it'd be a bit different, example, wouldn't it? But, but, maybe they will, but like, I know what you mean it's more victimless than a lot of uh, crime that goes on. Like, what about the crimes in the city, man? Crimes in the city of London, yeah? Those guys. Who's the real criminals? Is it these jewel thieves? Or is it those bloody stockbroker criminals, yeah? Think about that. 
What is crime anyway, yeah? What's the crime of robbing a bank compared to the crime of another bank opening? I'm going to leave you to think about that. Anyway, my point... Ah, oh, that reminds me that I've got to promote my film Emperor's New Clothes, starring me, as I'm playing a guy, a really plucky guy, but it's me again. So this has been going on for a while, hasn't it? You've been filming... With Michael Winterbottom. Michael Winterbottom's filming it, so it's a documentary. It's a documentary film about the stock market crash in 2007, 2008, and how it led to the austerity measures and all them benefits being cut for... You. <laughs> I tell you what, you won't no, be coming to the prem. You will not be coming. You won't see to advertise the prem, yeah. a pair of pants or some shit. Oh yeah, I've got some. Because I, I will shut you down. No, oh. I'm only joking. It does sound exciting. Yeah, of course Start it is. Again. It's got me in. I know. What do you do? You another tra- prance. France about going bank. Is this banks the thing where you went in a bank and stopped? And them? that man wrote that paella thing. I would. My paella got cold. Do you remember that? Do you yeah, remember that? I do that? remember that. It wound me up. Why? Moaning about your paella. And also, I ain't shut the doors of the bank. It reminded me, I'll tell you why it wound me up, because it reminded me of school. A thing that was always happening to me at school is, right, because Russell's done that, the whole of the class has got to stay behind after school. But I was like, well, that ain't my rule. I'm just doing my shit, man. This is just me, yeah, Russell, the schoolboy. Do you know what they, they tried to turn the Everyone class against, against they you? They did that. They did that. Genghis Khan, of course, what he done when he came into a village, he killed everyone in the village because he didn't want any nonsense coming up at a later date. And if like, one <laughs> member of his army was disloyal or like didn't pull their weight, he killed the whole battalion. So what? The whole battalion's got to go. Didn't just get like if you retreated or something goes right with killing that whole battalion. They're, oh that's, they're cowardly. But people knew where they stood with Genghis. <laughs> this leads your revolution in a very dark Different place. direction. Much more butchery. Oh, that whole peaceful stuff is coming across. <laughs> bit limbristed. Bit fey, bit of feet. So hang on, the document. So what happened when you said, is that where you filmed uh, yeah. police raid and stuff? Uh, no, that's another documentary about drugs. I'm always pretty much making a documentary. If I'm not here chatting to you about <laughs> crap, I'm, I'm out there making a documentary, knotting my brow and nodding intensely like, man, you poor... What are you, a drug addict or a disabled? You poor bastard. Whichever you ever, one you were. Just, just film me nodding and you can put in anyone. I'll have you ever had to later. do a nodding thing? Because yeah. have you ever shot the, the interview on one camera? And then they have to do some shots of you nodding. Yeah, I've had I can't to imagine do that. you'd do it very naturally. I don't do it naturally because I don't like cooperating. You know that about me. Well, I know me. that, yes. And I don't like nodding. It's another thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's terrible landscape. Because sometimes the me. nodding seems a bit out, like it seems a bit incongruous. You think, mm. hang on, that was a bit of a severe nod. You're nodding a bit aggressively. And this is me, Jon Snow, nodding too aggressively at the wrong time when <laughs> the interview wasn't actually happening. <laughs> I'm nodding now later at something that I'm thinking. So it's a completely dislocated, pointless bizarre, nod. Bizarre thing to do, isn't it? It's bloody ridiculous. So I, went, we, I was going in those bank foyers. I went in the Royal Bank of Scotland foyer and they locked all the doors. And then, like, you know, so some people couldn't get back with So their you lunch. took this straight to the heart of the problem. The right foyers. to the heart. Right. Let's get into that <laughs> bloody foyer. Yeah, but you can only be, in a way, that exemplifies the problem. You can't get near the powerful. They're yeah. hidden. Not only are they hidden, but literally in a sort of a castle of money. They're hidden because the language is too complicated. You don't really understand derivative bundles. That's why this film, Michael Winterbottom, is made. It makes you understand it. It makes you go, oh, my God, it was literally a con trick. They just crime. sold a load it's of a stuff crime. that wasn't there. Why, when you say they're unreachable, they must live in Surrey in, like, nice houses You hardly ever see them. Have you ever seen that little bit of footage of one of the Rothschilds, like the main man Rothschild, sort of shuffling out of a place. And I have like seen goes, that, yeah. Oi, you Rothschild, what's going on? Oh, hello. He did look he's like he's never seen a person before. He's stuck in the street waiting for a cab, isn't he? Or yeah. waiting for his driver. Yeah. Yeah. Evelyn, is it Evelyn, the older guy? Even their names are weird. 
Like they've got names yeah. you think, well, that's not a the real The story word. of the Rothschilds mental though, isn't it? He, is like, it? There was one dad, he had loads of sons, sent them to all the capitals in Europe to set up banks. That's like a yeah. fairy story. And yeah. then everyone had a bank each. Yeah. yeah. Go to Belgium, my boy, and set up a <laughs> bank. And if Matt Morgan turns up sometime in the future, claiming to have invented the concept of banks like he did telephone neighbours, then you decry that boy because <laughs> he's a tricky little swine. I'll grant you. Yeah, but then uh, what's the other thing I want to harp on about? Oh, yeah, so then I was in the yeah, foyer of the RBS. But you do have the perennial problem of like you're just badgering receptionists yeah. and security people but I badger them nicely and ironically and humorously right. so like and also oh. I climbed up the geezer who owns the Daily Mail's gaff I climbed over the fence of his house and he had luckily had scaffolding Paul all. Dacre no that's the editor Lord Rothermere who's the uh, owner right. of the Daily Mail I clambered over his fence and right up his drum <laughs> 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 like it was all scaffolded but it was actually it was really funny I climbed up the scaffold I was a bit nervous my mate was with me Lee who I went to school with he was a fireman right? hang on was this not being filmed this was being filmed oh, yeah right. it was being filmed it's in the film Right. I clamber over this fence. I climb up Lord Rob. Like, I go down. He's uh, like, you know, like intercom. I go, hello. I talk to Lord Rothermere. And obviously, it's just the lady that's looking after the house. And I, and I was like, so I do a bit of that. Just film my side of it. I think as long as I say the things you need covered, then the yeah. story's getting told, you know. Clamber over the fence, up the scaffold. And I climb up that scaffolding. Now, it's easy to go, easier to go up scaffolding than down it. Who and then, was, hang on. Isn't that dangerous? It is dangerous. Who but, was egging you on? Someone was egging you on. I know what you like. Why do you think I was being egged? Why has this got to be an egging? I reckon Michael Winterbottom was going, go on, climb up that. Winterbottom. There's no way you would have done that on your own. Oh, contraire, brethren. Oh, contraire, brethren. Because actually, Winterbottom, if anything, was trying to hold me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm uninsurable. Right. For many reasons. It's, yeah. There's no point. <laughs> a lot of people have said. So I clambered up that scaffold, and then when I got up there, someone. Like in a Peugeot or something, some like not. So, I thought initially, for when this geezer piped up, that that he had something to do with the situation, right? Because all the burglar alarms went off on on oh, really? uh, on Lord Rothermere. Release the hounds. Lord Rothermere, you know, he got yeah, release the hounds kicked off. He got to give that paper for nothing off his old man. He's a non-domicile. He's registered in another country, so he don't even pay tax, proper tax, in this country. So all of right. their talk of immigrants and all that stuff in the Daily Mail, both that owns it, who got give it just as a hand-me-down, don't even do the bare minimum. So anyway, I clamber up the house and over the fence, uh, like this boat goes, "Hey, what are you doing up there? Get down from there!" I'm like, what's it got to do? I thought he was some sort of special ops of security that they might have employed because why are you sticking your oar in? Then I looked a bit longer and I thought he's got long hair and a long beard and then I looked a bit longer still and he had crutches. He was like, these are on crutches. <laughs> They'd pulled over his car just to shout at me. I was there, as I say, with my mate from school so I thought, I better act quite tough now because I'm up a scaffold. You know, sort of, and I overdid it with the mugs and the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. lent into it a bit too much. Ah, you mug! Yeah, coming in! <laughs> I think I maybe even called him Tiny Tim at one bit. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but they're only crutches, like a broken foot type crutches. Oh, just temporary crutches. He wasn't, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not a tragic story, it's a funny story. And then I clambered back over there, I clambered down off the scaffold, clambered over the gate, the police were there by this time. But the police were just, like, sort of quite chummy administrators. Okay, uh, like, it's basically, if the police don't nick you, they're reduced, essentially, to, don't do that again. Yeah. Like, that's why I really like, so why couldn't you have been arrested you... for trespassing I suppose I could have been because you'd already come out so. I'd already come out and also the thing is this is what I'm learning at the moment mate like as long as you're basically right you can break the law because like, like people don't want to have the argument with you like if it like what why so he doesn't want the bad PR yeah. right I get it Lord Rothermere those people exist because no one draws attention to him like you know yeah, if, yeah, like, yeah. if there's constantly people being a pain in the arse in his life then he's got to have the arguments you know like sort of like I had one with Barclays Bank 
You know, and they sort of think, oh, well, we can't have the argument because even though he, Russell has broken a law or libeled us or whatever it is, if this becomes more of a public thing, it doesn't benefit us. So you can get away with all sorts of bollocks if you're uh, lucky. Climb on anyone's house. Clamber up things. That's my advice to the British public. <laughs> Clamber away. Parkour all over the world. Parkour. So what I'm saying is anyway is that this should be a heist, much like the heist that happened in the big city in the film Emperor's New Clothes. Go to one of the screens on the 21st. That's literally an advert for me. But you know my ultimate intention is the redistribution of wealth and to bring about a fairer and more just society. And we all swim in the aquarium of capitalism. Compromises have to be made. Not an attitude I'll exhibit in a minute when Matt tries to flog us a new website or a pair of pants <laughs> or whatever the hell he's going to try and pull. So whether it's a heist in the city or it's a dual heist in Hatton Gardens we've got to emulate this heist mentality when interviewing this belly bounce wrestler that's what oh I'm saying oh my god that's what we were talking about see that's totally skill. forgot that's why I was a Sony gold water winner with you because admittedly yeah you keep me on the you well, keep me I was on the front a, floor I got a sidekick character <laughs> <laughs> but G was the one where is the award I never even seen it my it nan's back. got it you've given it your nan and she's now sadly got dementia so I don't know what she thinks it is paperweight it's huge it's bigger than a paperweight. It's what a big old block of Perspex with a gold thing inside saying gold, Russell Brand maybe. Radio Show. What must she think G- that is now? Russell and Matt are doing a podcast. You're listening to that right now. You had a good nan and a bad nan, didn't yep. you? Yep. Yin-yang nans. <laughs> <laughs> one nan for evil, one nan for good. <laughs> what did one nan just used to say when she looked at you? Shame, on it? That was oh. good nan. Oh, was it? She thought I was ashamed. What did the other one? Just no words. Look at you, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> no, she weren't that bad, actually. Neither of the nans are that bad. In As you grow older, you realise that probably you were the problem. Yeah. If you're me. I know, I've done that. With your own childhood, looking back, do you think you've probably kind of been very easy to bring you What's up? What's wrong with those people? They were treating me like... Oh, yeah, no. It was oh, think about it now. I did do all those weird... Yeah, right, because we were little weirdos, of course, weren't yeah. we, growing up? In no, Dartford. this documentary does sound good. I'd like to... The thing is, nothing can be done about these bankers and banksters or what, you know, all that whole situation. Do you think there's any sort of, is anything that can happen to change that system? It's too ingrained and powerful. What is it? A few things old Russ is working on for you, mate. One of them's an alternative. What, climbing up scaffolding? I'll be up that scaffolding and, and I'll be right back down. I'll be, I'll get, <laughs> I'll get climbed up. I'm going to like, I'm going to climb up and down things and I'm going to write trues on me money. And if this isn't resolved by tea time, I'm not the new Che Guevara, sir. So like, um, no, well, I think things can be done because there's alternate currencies that are being set up. For example, these cryptocurrencies that can bypass the central banking system where they, you know, literally print money. I and saw that. So something things that can about be Bitcoin, right, which is an interesting system, isn't yeah. it, that sort of thing. And they were trying to link it to paedophilia and online sharing of child images paid Amazing. for by Bitcoin. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, trying to link it to paedophilia. It's a real challenge. Yeah. There's one I'm involved in with Max Kaiser called Starcoin. It's another alternate currency that I'm going to get stuck into. And if you set up enough like trading enterprises that use it ex- like exclusively, well, not necessarily even exclusively, use it, then you could just opt out. You don't know yeah. that you could start paying people in money on your own. Because it was it. There's a limited amount of start coin bitcoins rather. or start coins, right? So it can never. Do you know about it? Go on, no, tell no, me. No, you just winked at me, like, yeah, I've got this. Good. No, no, because I, I think this is the sort of stuff that can really do damage. I've got some right. real good, what's called financial guerrilla warfare ideas. I've been learning about. We can bring down whole companies with these using the tools of capitalism against itself. What, drawing on money. That's that just, just the start. <laughs> First, it's drawing their money, and then it's up the scaffold. <laughs> and if you don't want me clambering down again, shouting Tiny Tim at a passerby, then you guys better dismantle the machinery of capitalism quick smart. Yeah. 
It's only an imaginary system. No, but that. that but what, how does it work? Yeah. You, there's an alternative currency that can't. Like there's there's only a limited amount it's of a it, limited so it amount can't of money, get out of control. And it's re- related to resources instead of like you know like now, what I didn't realise about the financial industry is they just literally print money. I mean it's like there's not a vault if you down the bank mm. you go can I have a look at my money? It ain't there, you know. And that the, the, they that quantitative easing is the literal printing of money and then giving it to the financial industry. They're the biggest welfare bailout people ever in history, more than anyone on the front of the sun with fifteen scumbags. kids. Scumbags, absolute scumbags. Scumbags, go and see Emperor's new clothes, um, starring old Russ. Birchbox.com. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, what is it now? It's something called Birch Box. I've actually heard about this. They send you a box full of grooming products and stuff, and it was for women, but they do it for men now. Yeah. Right? You like a grooming product, don't you? I love to groom, Matt. That's what separates us from the apes and connects us more. <laughs> um, for just $20 a month, mm. subscribers receive a monthly box of gear and grooming upgrades, all tailored to suit their personal style. Say something about an urban lumberjack here. That you, that's the sort of that's yeah. a category you fit into. And Beard Chris, oil is, uh, for the uh, urban lumberjack. Producing the show, I'll just describe you both as urban lumberjacks. Oh, yeah. So you lumber to... about uh, oafish, bullers. Head. Do you get very aggressive oh, when God. you when you go into commerce? You're very aggressive. You'd be well, a terrible trader, Matt, because you've got to keep your cool. I know, I'd lose it on the on the floor. You would. A lot of them are just barrow boys like us, lads from Kent and Essex. Right, listen. Made their own way in life. Oh, bloody hell. Head over to birchbox.com and use promo You've code head there. Russell to get 100 birchbox points. So my box name points. is all over this stuff. Yes, that's the... Po- well, you're meant to be doing these. Well, that's meant to be me saying that. Yes, that's what I they won't... pay for. Imagine what they think when they hear it's me. <laughs> a lot of people see you as a cult figure, though. You're beloved. Think of the Matt Morgan Appreciation mm. Society. They love you, probably more than they love me. I mean, judging from the ridiculous name of their preposterous <laughs> outfit, they totally missed the whole point of this podcast. I know, but, you know, tragically, I don't think the uh, people who are paying for advertising are... That jazz to have me read that. <laughs> anyway, I'll do my best. Hundred birch box points with the purchase of your subscription. That's ten dollars to spend towards your new favourite products. See, look, birch box points. That's a new alternative currency already. Well done, Matt. That is some there of the best go. advertising and linking I've heard in a while. Now, why don't look belly? But this show is not about adverts. We do need adverts because at the moment we haven't overthrown the system, and in the end, there can be limited co- uh, commerce, con- capitalism, and trading. <laughs> Even though- <laughs> oh, fuck off! You're not getting away with that. <laughs> You're not getting away with that. Get away with what, baby? Oh, a cartoon oh, fart that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it audible though on the thing? I mean, of course we, it is. You people it. in the other room through the glass have all been sick. <laughs> <laughs> We're not I'm, editing that out. Leave it in, baby. I like. You know it. that Dan does two hours doing farts out of this show. At the end. <laughs> Just snipping them out. <laughs> Sniffing out farts. Seventy minutes of farts in like each one of these. stones. Yeah. Like yeah, Where do you know about tonsil? I know stones. about tonsil stones, son, because I've seen the videos of tonsil stones being singed. Have you ever had one? If you ever crushed one? I the... stink. <laughs> I've never had one. No, never I have. I. No, I have. <laughs> no, I have I thought it was my private shame. Yeah. Come out of the dark, brother. <laughs> Come out of your tonsil stone darkness and into my I've never had arms. them until about what are a year those? ago. I'll tell you what they are. They're going to do with the lymph pluck. glands, right? Your tonsils are places where white blood cells fight off infection, Dirty right? pigs. No, the white blood cells are good. Go on, right? lads. Kick them out. <laughs> <laughs> but... Sometimes if they, if something goes wrong there, you get these little lumps that come like out. Like a your brain, tonsils. like a little mini brain. And then you squeeze it, and it's like the stinks stinking thing. But what if that's been in there a while? Well, it has clearly. Oh no! And what if you've breathed on someone, or you or I have? No, no. 
So, but, uh, but you can get them out with a. You can sort of leave I've seen them out. Been singed out. I've got one out myself before. With, with like what? a chopstick. Have you? Chopsticked it out of a little hole at the back of my throat. I mean, this hasn't happened often. I just... I mean, pain no, I mean, we're not riddled with them, are we? Matt and I are not a couple of guys riddled with tonsil stones. I'm surprised you know about gubbins. Them. And then I watched it on the internet. Have you watched seeing them yeah, being dug yeah, out and singed out? Some, some people have it really bad. Yeah. But there's, this is... Like, whenever you read on forums for people who suffer from it, which I've looked at, uh-huh. right? They all say, I went to the doctor and they denied they exist. They're like this thing that doctors don't know about. Why? We're ahead of the curve. We're scientists. Yeah. We're medical pioneers. <laughs> We're at the bloody forefront of tonsil stone technology. Yeah, it's a real thing. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast now, firstly, thanks. Secondly, if you've got tonsil stones and you've been feeling all ashamed about those, come out of the darkness, brothers. They're called tonsilloliths, is the medical You name. needn't fear your tonsilloliths not for a second longer. Me and Matthew, we're going to cradle you. We're going to caress you. Then, as long as you're don't consenting, breathe on us. don't you dare, you stinking pigs. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to punch you so hard in the tonsils, like Tom and Jerry, when he does that punch bag thing. Yeah. Until all the little brains of spunkums. That's not your tonsil, that's... What is that your punch thing, bag? Yeah, the tonsils are at the side. They're either side. That little punch... That's the, what's They're the, like ep- it's Epiglottis. People are nodding, I got it right. Good work, Matthew. Guess what I know as well. F- Fontanella, Fontanella, the no, soft on the top of the skull. Not everyone knows that. Not everyone knows that. DNA. What does DNA stand for? Uh, you don't know. Data nodule. <laughs> oh, <laughs> deoxyribonucleic acid. I well, like that, that don't help. DNA is as much use as that. Who cares what dinoxyribonucleic at the end, is it? The only no no. You lot didn't even know brain, about Fontanella. Yes, I did. The you... soft spot. I've got a child. I'm worried about it for about six months. Well, don't tell him his head's going to crack like an egg then. Well, I did tell him that and he does come up, you know, does come up uh, every you now and again. crack like an egg, I'll crack like an egg. I said egg. to him, don't stand on that chair because if you fall down, you'll, you'll hurt your head and it could crack like an egg. Said it once. Yeah. It's changed his whole life. It's because it was like a too much of a powerful image, Matthew. It is a visual... Mo- no, it's terrifying, isn't it? You're really? using the skills Dumpty. of Goebbels and the myth of Humpty Dumptus. It's not a myth of Humpty Dumptus, It's it? the myth of Humptus Dumptus. Greek myth. <laughs> Look back, read your Joseph Campbell, read cultural anthropology, the myth of Humpty Dumpty. He had a great fall. I mean, what was he... What we meant to glean from that story? If fairy oh, tales loads of me. them. Are, they're absolute bollocks. Some of them are dark and powerful messages. Red Riding Hood, woman coming of age, sexual flourishing. Loads right. of nursery ones are mental. But Go then on, Ring of Ring of Roses is about the Black Death. Yeah. Ring of Ring... It was a red wound with white pus in it. So Ring of Roses, pocket full I'd of like poses. To see, do you watch YouTube videos of disgusting things? Cause yes. Not even just porn. There's but no porn also, on YouTube unless you're into women bouncing on balloons and stuff. They have because they're not allowed new or candied up skirt. <laughs> <laughs> you tragic bastard. <laughs> or candied up skirt. Uh, and it's a sister. But actually, I tell candied you what. down blouse. <laughs> but is that what? Well, oh, hang on, candied. So it's like in the street with women who don't know. It's very candied. That's what I call illegal, it. Isn't it? Sound should not be. to look at, but I mean not to, to look do at, it. but to do. I would say the whole thing debases female kind. And how long was your research into that? I, I mean, it's still <laughs> ongoing, Matt, because it's a very complex issue, and I will get to no, the. Tell nub. you what, with porn on on the internet, it's too extreme. Sometimes you do just want a bit of 
Sauce. I've realised. What do you mean, sauce? How's your father? Monkey business. Carry well, just on like, style. Sort of, yeah, carry on style. Sort of like. Like you. You know, I'm, like that tennis picture with a woman's yeah, got her hand up her dress. Up her bum. That, I mean. Single digit in the anus. And that's more she's than enough. Got a, it's, <laughs> she's up to the nattle. <laughs> <laughs> you silly ass. cheeky. You silly ass. Well, look, hold on a second. Is this why you're into the ASMR phenomenon? Hey, I'm not into it, baby, but listen, do you want some? ASMR, as Matt tried to explain in a recent podcast, is a thing where women on the internet, and it's the, today's episode or a recent episode, a recent episode of The Trues covered it, where I... What? You've been nicking my ideas for your trues? Because, no, my friend independently heard our podcast and goes, that's... Because when... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's Russell on the back foot. <laughs> no, actually, like, what's weird is uh, you said ADR, right, when we were on the show, well, and I, I didn't really wrong. understand what you were saying because we were more talking about things that are repulsive and repellent. And the next time I was hanging out with my friend, who I mentioned sometimes on this podcast, Lauren she Harris. showed... That's right. <laughs> she showed me a remarkable thing down the front of her trousers. It was neither <laughs> cock nor slice. But it's sort of... Oh, my God. It was like sausages and bacon arguing <laughs> on a butcher shop floor. Oh, dear. Well, I'm... <laughs> I'm horny as hell. I just released so much spunks. <laughs> right. yeah, go back right so my it's friend showed stupid. me ASM, like she she goes oh I'm really into this this helps me get to sleep my friend's oh, actually right. into it and then late, and I didn't mention our podcasting because it hadn't registered in my brain but she went Russell you were talking about that in your podcast Matt called it ADR or whatever I was <laughs> I remember podcast what's a podcast <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any recollection well, so, you, but yeah. she, so it's not she it's not independently sexual, it's... simultaneously almost brought up the same thing and it's like yeah the tingly feeling you get from combing your hair or tickling an arm or whatever some people are completely into it but she showed me some of it and my in today's video I'll be using beautifully soft makeup brushes I will kill you <laughs> but me, my the, what when she showed me the videos, exactly like that. The sort of the gateway to my sexuality is such an unrefined lumpen portal that, like, if you go anywhere near that, it just goes. Like she showed me, and it was all. Well, you like, find that sexy? Of course I do. I don't. I well, find it goes, too oh, close to your ear. Brush. Well, what about when <laughs> someone actually goes near your ear during sex? Then what? Hello, everyone. Right, this one. I just Hello, darling. Do it. A simple yeah. kind of whispering. Bet you video. do. I bet you just do. Chill too. Just relax. Oh, I'll relax. I'll relax you. She's gone. Come back, you. T- <laughs> yeah, no. So, like, for me, I can't. I've not got the sexual refinement to be able to handle ASMR because. Well, sometimes it's just people tearing pieces of paper. It's the enjoyment of yeah, no, but like sensory that's, things to make you all a bit tickly. Or yeah, something. and relax sometimes you. if you've got stereo headphones on, they sort of give you a haircut sort of thing to go. And you can hear it all around well, in different yeah, places in your head. So that's not that. sexual. Like you wouldn't be into that. All you're t- tuning into there is a girl Talking in a quiet. sort of, yeah, in a sort of servile role. Servile. I think so. And seductive. I don't know if she is. She sounds about twelve. Uh, no, well, yeah, I'm not into that aspect of things, thankfully, Lord. But like <laughs> but like Thanks someone, for calling me Lord. <laughs> someone that starts whispering and saying, Why don't you, like a good little boy, 
putting a winky move in my pocket and we'll walk around. Okay. It could be, be my little silly purse. <laughs> <laughs> like, for me, like that area is so uh, triggering. Well, that get I can't... into it then. Why don't you get into it? I am into, into it, in it but way. I'll have to. Like, how, that's not that different from J O I, that stands for jerk off instruction porn. Like, you know, if like a woman's going, I've got a makeup brush here, how's that different from going. How do you know about J O I? Because a part of my research into candid upskirt <laughs> took me into the world of J.O.I. Jerkoff instruction. I'd love where to a woman into the history. <laughs> it's a hell of a I history. I did, in fact, once. It's murkier than porn, Genghis porn, Khan. Porn, 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 Google search Russell Brand. Porn, <laughs> porn, 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 Google search Russell Brand. Can't always wank over myself. <laughs> once in a while, I need porn to supplement these wanks. Like, J.O.I., right? Go on, what's that? It'll get, like, it can be role play. So you might get, like, a woman going, Hello, oh... You've come in here while I'm changing. You're a naughty boy, aren't what, you? On a video. Oh, yeah. And she's talking direct to camera. There's no one else in it. And sometimes she's fully closed. This lady. Right. Or, oh, hello. You're coming to mummy's bathroom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Things like, or like, yeah, stuff like that. But that's I, weird. I mean, where this intersects with the ASMR is a sort of like I sort of think: is it that there's some lack of intimacy in my life? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like you're not craving, you know, filthy. Sex, porn. You're craving no, love, like love and companionship. So I'm gonna to have to have a look at my schedule. I do like that. Yeah. Is that is that so bad? Is that such a sin to kidnap women and force? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that is weird, isn't it? It is a bit. Well, it's not weird. So for me, the ASMR is actually quite near the my sort of sexual triggering. Points. But sometimes they just count or something. Like yeah, I can see why that would get you to sleep if you're into it. It's yeah. quite relaxing. Pointless. But cobblers. Yeah. Should we call this wrestler that does belly bounce or what? I what are you so. saying, Matthew? I so think we've, so. Like, we've, like, we've established I've got some a facts really great about show. Him, if you want to contribute to the show, like us, because we've done our best here, you can email Russell and Matt at audioboom.com, like send little uh, emails. And that's, in fact, let's face it, how we got in touch with Chris, who is a professional wrestler who uses the belly bounce, which came to prominence in a case in Northern Ireland where a man belly bounced his elderly neighbour straight off his path. Now. Before you go on, right? Yeah. There is a bit of. Legal. I, no, no, not legal, but it says here, right? And yep. then you, you've got to make a choice whether you're going to go along with it or not. Yep. He is a real-life Viking warrior who was frozen in ice and brought to England in 1807 and dug up and defrosted in Bethnal Green last year. That's now, his backstory? That's his backstory. Chris. Is he called Chris? That, yeah, he's called Chris. Well, he also is called El Nordico. Which but it's I good mean, to have a backstory. Yeah. What's Are you going to go along with that? Let's try it. I mean, if it's embarrassing, we'll have to deconstruct it. But like we could try at the beginning, go hello El Nordico, what's Stick it like with to be it, in the modern era? And then go, come off it, mate. Mate, but he's okay. obviously he's even though wrestling is fake, it's a fair bet that this guy's harder than you or I, and oh, possibly yeah. you and I combined. Oh yeah. Unless you grab Although his that legs. Be a good match. What are we gonna we're gonna need strategy? You climb up him like scaffolding. I'll whip up there, what you do is punch away at his nuts like a hellcat. <laughs> Smash away at him! Both of us crying our eyes out and pooing and weeing as we attack him. <laughs> El Nordico will bring you to your knees. Pooing's actually a defensive mechanism in a fight. How's it useful? Well, they don't want to get poo on them. <laughs> I watched this thing on YouTube. Sir, it was like, I will shit you right out of my life. Yeah, exactly. There's this is? guy going, don't be afraid to urinate or defecate. He just farted again. 
<laughs> yeah, but it was on point, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was vaguely linked to what I was saying, so... It was explicitly linked. You were talking about don't be that's afraid true. to urinate or defecate in a fight. I would be. That's, for me, that's the nightmare scenario. <laughs> You're in a fight and you urinate and defecate. For me, even then, a victory, Karate Kid style, in the final minute tainted, of the bout. Yeah. It's like, well, you may have won, Cobra. but, yeah, how can you claim any high ground if you're smothered poo and wee? How did the fight go? Well, I was victorious. <laughs> Why do you smell of poo and wee? It's not all good news, love. <laughs> okay, so let's talk to El Nordico, a.k.a. Chris. He's got his. We've got his measurements here. He comes on to Im- immigrant song. Six foot four, six foot seven with boots and helmet. He's got twenty two. He's twenty two stone, and he uses the belly bounce, as did that man in Northern Ireland, to impose but his version of justice. This guy uses it for good and entertainment, not for hurting old ladies. Well, that too is yet to be decided by the courts of Belfast. Sir. That's true. He may have been innocent, and that old woman. A bothersome a crone. interloper. What did he say? She was jabbing him. She was flapping around. Belly bounce. I mean, it could go either way. Subjudicial either way. So let's talk to him on the phone now. Probably the first on the phone guest we've had, if you don't count Noel Gallagher. And, I and actually, we don't. We don't count him. Here he is. It's Chris. And that's the sound of his phone ringing. We're always in choppy territory here, Matt. Can I just say, just probably don't ask him about any family members. Just, as no. a, just what I've learned Hello. from broadcast. Hello? Hello. Is that El Nordico? <clears throat> It's indeed. Is this Russell and Matt? Yeah, we yeah. are Russell and Matt. Hello. Hello, Russell and Matt. How's your day? You're actually quite like one of the ASMR women. We wanted to talk to you about the subject of wrestling, but we've also been talking about the topic of ASMR, where people use their sexy, sensual voices to get people off. Have you heard... Well, not get people off, actually. It's sensual things that more sophisticated people wouldn't see as sexual. Do you know what ASMR is, El Nordico? I do not. But I'm very happy to be educated. You sound very sophisticated for a... a gentleman a, wrestler. You're, a, you're the gentleman wrestler. Can we, we've got you on here because you use the belly bounce as your primary um, wrestling move. How, just tell me how you deploy the belly bounce. Uh, we've got a number of tactics to get our opponents into a belly bounce. Mm. Um, first of all, I should illustrate that I'm in a tag team. So I have a fellow Viking who, uh, who generally lays up my opponents for the belly bounce. Ooh. Um, so it's it's classically a headbutt off the ropes. Blimey. Um, I, it's quite then, uh, yeah, and then the belly bounce. But sometimes we do uh, triple belly bounces off the ropes. Triple uh, the triple. Tr- the triple belly bounce. Yeah, that that was that went down very well in our last match. Um, yeah, it's, think- it's it's an effective move. El Nordico, it sounds like a wonderful. Movie. I mean, when I was thought I was going to be talking to a wrestler about the belly bounce. I, I didn't imagine from... You sound like a sort of a wine connoisseur from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so sophisticated. And then you, you must be quite a sight. Well, I mean, I've got your statistics here. You're six foot four. You're six foot seven when you've got your boots and helmet on. You're 22 stone of pure weight. And uh, you use the belly bounce. But in character, naturally, this voice isn't appropriate. So ah. it's more of a, 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 a grunt and uh, How does that go? Various, various nonsensical um, noises. I, mean, I can do a little bit. Let me just find a little You're like a performance voice. artist. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, of it, course, it, it a it, Well, wrestling is a form of performance art. Oh, this is getting postmodern now, Matt. You're like this. Yep. Postmodernism. Is, Absolutely. Is the, so the theatrics within wrestling is every bit as valid, say, for example, as, I don't know, Gigi Allen's work as a pooping punk, or uh, think of some other type of performance art, Matt, I'm out of my depth. Do you know some others? The theatre. 
<laughs> yeah, you'd think I'd know that. But yeah, that's right. That other thing called the theatre where there's those curtains and people pretending and whatnot. Shakespeare, those guys. What's going on, El Nordico? Why has it gone all quiet? I'm just trying to I think he should do the El Nordico voice. El Nordico... Do the El Nordico um, voice, otherwise we simply won't believe you. We think you're a brittle man, <laughs> and then the, we think that you're living in Bromley, and you're just well, perched on a park we, bench. How we start our matches is mm. uh, we start with a Nordic hacker that we've written, ah, um, oh. and uh, I'm just finding a little, little quiet room. I'm at work. Where are you? At work. Doing what? I thought so he was just a about to shout like a wrestler. He's trying to find a cupboard. To just hide shout in. like a wrestler. If anyone bothers you, belly bounce them straight back out of your lives. <laughs> Who's that shouting? <laughs> belly bounce! Ling long ling! Was it called a belly bounce or was he calling it that because of the. El thing? Nordico, do you call it the yeah. belly bounce anyway? Is it, or have we invented well, that by nicking it so off of a news story? Well, it's called the belly bounce. Uh, and I think I, I, when, when I'm wrestling, and we get uh, a good crowd in, obviously. I do get shouts of belly bounce. Belly bounce! From the crowd, unprompted. And it's Honestly. very difficult to not respond with Ling Long Ling, because obviously that's not really in keeping with it. Well, you have to respond <laughs> Ling Long Ling. That's the rule. That's the belly bounce yeah. rule. You must cry that back out, El Nordico. Look, uh, where, are you, where do you work and how far are you travelling before you can demonstrate your voice? <laughs> it's like you're doing that hat and garden robbery. What are you in it? Gone for, abseiled down a lift shaft, gone for a network of sewers, nicked some stolen booty from pre-stolen already in a safety deposit box. Where, where do you work? What are you doing? Explain yourself. Well, I'm in King's Cross uh, and right. I'm in quite a professional environment. So right. I'm shouting in... Uh, what sort North of professional environment? What sort Scientific of? software. You're a scientist. Ooh. Do you use the belly bouncing in that environment ever? Does that come in handy? Unfortunately not. Uh, <laughs> no, I but I can do. I can do a little bit for you now. I'm outside. It's a bit more appropriate. You've snuck out of work to do a belly bounce. No, some some Nordico voice. Oh yeah, Nordico voice. Sorry, I don't. Sometimes I'm not yeah, thinking. So I'm just going to pull the phone away from my face here. One moment. Go on, mate. <coughs> here he goes. This is all Nordico. It's quite intimidating. I think it's worse that he's doing that in the street, don't you? I'd rather he's doing that in an office. I mean, if you're in the King's Cross he's area... He's bundled into a police van. Very so. Quite rightly. I mean, he's a menace. He's still going, Matt. A little bit there. It's bloody good, that actually. We loved that. I always thought that the uh, haku, whenever you see them New Zealand all-black rugby team doing that at the beginning of a rugby match, it's a bit of a... It's a, it's a wind-up, isn't it? You do it at the beginning of your bouts, do you? Yeah, we, we took some of that kind of iconography and changed it to... Norwegian and, uh, and, and do you slap your legs? Is there leg slapping involved in it and squatting and nipple tweaking? Leg slapping, belly slapping. You're slapping your belly. Is the other bloke you do it with? Is he a big fellow? No, he's quite a live young man. All he's live. I'm quite turned on. Yeah. You're, the, you're the little and large of the ring, and there's one of my references. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So he generally gets beaten up for. And then you step in and save in. him. Do the belly bounce, do a cut of clotheslines, cut the body slams, jump off the ropes, big splash, finish. Lovely stuff, El Nordico. El Nordico, we consider you to be a friend of the show. Could you send us footage of yourself doing the belly bounce, perhaps with no trousers and pants on? Uh, that's for my own personal candid jerk-off instruction collection. <laughs> if you don't Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. I will send you one in if you ever want to receive a belly bounce in person. Oh, I'll let one. Matt wants a belly bounce. Matt, you, you can definitely have a belly bounce. Just come down to Bethnal Green any daytime. 
Probably would happen if Matt went to Bethnal Green anyway. If he <laughs> belly bounced all over Cambridge East. A pinball. <laughs> there he goes again, ricocheting in front of the 55 bus. All right, well, thank you very much, Old Nordico, for your time. That was a brilliant interview. I hope you've not lost your job or been arrested in the King's Cross area for your Nordic chanting, which wouldn't be out of place there. You hear a lot of uh, manic street declarations out there that, that way anyway. Thank you very much, mate. Lovely. Have a good day. Thanks, nice Chris. One. Bye. Cheers. Matt, do you feel any closer to understanding the truth of the belly bounce and no, uh, wrestling world? He's, that is baffling. He's sort of like a jaded poet of a man. <laughs> it's like talking to WB Yates about the so, belly bounce. Oh, you know, I've got to find... Hang on. No, no, there's someone in that room. That meeting room's booked. Oh, Can't use that. Christ. Oh, I'll go to the vending machines. Oh, <laughs> God. Vera's there. Oh, bloody Vera's there. I smoked some opium this morning. I wrote a couple of <laughs> verses on pointlessness of it all. If I were like a shooting star, belly bouncing you right out of my life. He was, yeah, he was he's an interesting doing, character, wasn't he? It's very strange that he's doing wrestling with that sort he's of temperament. He's not got the right attitude. Oh, I've got to go, Mum. I've got a bloody match tonight. I've got to get myself all psyched up. Right. I'm the control! Oh, my grey leotard's dirty. I forgot. To wear the red one. Oh, I was mowing the lawn. I've done a bloody hedgehog in. <laughs> How fragile life is. How fragile. <laughs> oh, bless him. He didn't sound 22 stone. Normally I can tell when someone's large on the phone. Can you tell people's gender, race, weight, anything can else? A lot. Can you tell if people are sexy? Because I've made mistakes. Oh, I've always fallen in love with voices on the phone to the bank or something. And exactly the bank. I once fell in love hot. with Nat West Lady and I said to her, are you all right, you? And I asked a few more quizzical, in question, quizzical inquiries. Are you all right, you? <laughs> hey, are you all right, you? Are you? Anyway, <laughs> I met her at Belsize Park Station. What? <laughs> she turned up. You pulled a bird from the bank on the phone, from internet, yeah, from West, telephone bank. Chatter up. This is years ago. I was still living in Belsize Park. Do you remember that? So you weren't famous. You could, didn't even use that. You, uh, that's pretty Pure amazing, charm. mate. Pure RB charm. That you remember when I used to live? When I used to live in Gospel in Oak, a triangle not house. quite Hampstead. Oh right, yeah. Not the Triangle House yet, but I was off heroin, but not off the other stuff. Well, I mean, just mental illness. I'm still on that now, aren't I? So, like, anyway, I chatted her up. She met, met her at Belsize Park Station, around the corner. Hang she, on, I thought they were in a call centre up north. How far did she travel? I wonder, but quite far from the smell of her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that, do I? Anyway, she was wearing a big Parker coat. You know, like a Parker, like you wear yeah, at school. Yeah, Parker is. keep saying it. Parker, you know, Parker. Like a fur around a collar. Well, Parker, like a Parker. Not like a mod, mate. Like when you're at school. You know, she may as well have had a pair of glasses on with a plaster over one eye. She was like... like she, oh, right. So she wasn't what everything you dreamed of. Nothing that I dreamed of. She go. I go to her. I go to her. Oh, should we get a bite to eat? For politeness, you know. Do you bank with HSBC now. <laughs> <laughs> I go. Do you want something to eat? Like you know, protocol before a date. Yeah. Even though you're not meant to eat more than two hours before sex. Did you know that? Did you know two hours before sex you shouldn't eat nothing? Who's told you that? I don't know. I made it up. It's true. It's true. From Kundalini Yoga, I learned that. You best oh, what, have an empty your, belly. Your energy's all wrong. Yeah, so to smash it out. Right. To get your moves straight. Okay. Anyway, I goes, do you want something to eat? You know, and she goes, oh, no, you're all right. I've had a jacket. <laughs> like a jacket, jacket potato. potato. God, like oh, a mum. bless her. It was years ago. Anyway. You didn't say that. You can't say that on a date. Shall we eat? Oh, I mean, you know, I need two hours before the sex happens. Probably going to. taking that as red. <laughs> <laughs> when did you have that jacket? And I'm <laughs> jiggling up all over me. 
Because let me tell you, I'm going to be pulling you through your paces. You're going to be jiggling about in that little pipe. down, face up. That's the way I like to fuck. Okay. <laughs> Good lad. Okay. Matthew, Hang on, I've got to tell you something. Is this a commercial? Uh, Do what? it quick because we've got to wrap the show up. Start your free trial today with no credit card needed of Squarespace. It's a beautifully simple way to create websites and even full online shops of your very own from just $8 a month or try it out at squarespace.com slash Russell Brand. Don't worry if you've never built one before. It's simple to use. There are plenty of templates to start from and the support staff are around for a chat 24-7. And make sure to use offer code right brand. Of Build it beautiful. Beautiful websites you Good can make work. on Squarespace. Absolutely fantastic. Now, to summarise this mayhem... <laughs> Good, <laughs> Good luck, G. Uh, why don't we have a poem from the Poet Laureate of the show who's going to summarise everything you just heard but in the form of poems, a type of performance art such as the belly bounce. Okay, this poem's called Ancient Cries. The dead can't lead the living, but we are hypnotized by their graves. Ancient heists whisper their glory, past crimes engrave our DNA. Yet we clamber away to resist in what they say. The instructions of corporate jerks that block our ladders and give us snakes. I wrestle with performance art in the hope that it broadcasts. El Nordico's Viking try should bounce us up the podcast charts. All symbols yep. manifest reality. Any sign meets reception. Those last two lines spell ASMR, and that's my jaded poetical reinvention. Woo! That was good! Do they actually spell oh. ASMR? Yep. I hope you're doing You sexy pig! Is this ASMR we're listening now? That's a man. Thanks for having me. I hate me. it. Um. Oh, get off. <laughs> now, that was good poetry from G, and that poem goes as a prize to El Nordico. Got to give it El Nordico. You're getting yeah. a prize, El Nordico. I think we should present it with him, to him. Come up here. And then he, and he belly bounces us. A bounce. No, a triple belly bounce. He should come here and a do it. A triple belly bounce. We all line up and he bounces us. All right. <laughs> That's why you never That's get invited to my orgies. Yeah. Top, tops off, yeah, guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I suppose you want a belly bounce. Then, I can't believe you? you pulled a girl from the bank. I'm, I'm, I was always. I and got then, moves. And then went through with it. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, so there's some subtext. Let's hope she's not, not listening. So no way, her ears won't work after what she went through. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Then uh, thank you very much for listening. Join us soon for another podcast from us. To you by Audio Boom.